helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Show. In last week's show, The Power of Unconditional Love, I outlined the seven benefits of unconditional love. I also explained that unconditional love is a powerful force with many benefits. I also said that its opposite, conditional love, negatively impacts children's long-term physical and emotional health. If you missed that show, you may listen to it on our YouTube channel. Just search Elam Counseling on YouTube, where you will find over 300 of our podcasts. This week's show is about how to heal if you are not one of those lucky individuals who received unconditional love from your parents. You know, that kind of love that does not depend on your achievements, your good grades, you obeying all the rules, or excelling at sports. Or maybe you are someone who received no love at all. No matter how hard you tried, you just couldn't get that feeling that your parents really loved you. Maybe they couldn't love you because they were highly self-centered and self-serving. New research shows that the the practice of self-compassion is a powerful way to reduce the negative impact of conditional love. Interestingly, the same research tells us that self-compassion is a more powerful force than self-esteem. So today's show is about self-compassion and seven ways to practice self-compassion. So how do we practice self-compassion? I will be going through these seven practical things that you can do to have self-compassion for the love that you didn't get as a child so that you can begin to heal your inner child and recover from that lack of unconditional love that you didn't get from your parents. But before we go into today's show, into the points, into the seven points, I want to tell you how you can get in touch with us, you, or how you can find out more about us. You can do so by going to our website, elamcounselingministry.com, or by calling 1-877-204-2914. So here is the first point. The first way you can practice self-compassion is to forgive yourself for past mistakes. Many of us are very hard on ourselves for the mistakes that we make. In the psalm, we hear King David crying out to God and saying, God, forgive me for the sins of my youth. Maybe there are things that you did in your youthful days that you're looking back at and you're feeling shame, you're feeling remorse. And long after you have prayed for forgiveness from God, there is still this deep sense of guilt and shame that you're carrying with you. 
So to let that go, the practice of self-compassion can be very powerful. One of my clients said to me, I know that God has forgiven me, but I just cannot forgive myself. So here are some ways that you can work to practically forgive yourself. Take a picture, get a picture of yourself, if you have one, around the age when you make that mistakes. Many of us, this may go back 20, 30 years. For some of us, it might be 10 years or 5 years, but it doesn't matter. Get that picture of yourself around the time when you did those things that you're shameful of, that you cannot forgive yourself for. And look at that younger picture of yourself and think to yourself, what would I say if someone around that age were to come to me saying that they're struggling to forgive themselves? What would I tell them about forgiveness? What would I tell them about forgiving themselves for their past mistakes. You see, this is very powerful because many of us are harder on ourselves than we are on others. We are quick to forgive others. We are quick to help others who are struggling with this feeling of guilt and shame. And we can quote the scriptures and tell them that God has forgiven them and that their sins have been removed from them as far as the east is from the east is from the west. But when it comes to ourselves, we have great difficulty in having that same compassion. So by taking this picture of yourself and looking at it, a younger picture of yourself and looking at it, you can have compassion on your younger self. You can tell yourself that you you were younger and more naive than you are today, that you didn't have the life experience that you do now, that you were in a desperate situation at the time. Maybe you didn't have the support that you needed. Maybe you didn't have loving parents that you could talk to about the struggles that you were going through. Maybe it was just the circumstances of life that got you stuck in that situation where you made those mistakes. And so as you begin to look at your younger self from that perspective, from these perspectives, you can begin to have compassion on yourself and you can more easily forgive yourself for the things that you did in the past. You see, what we tend to do is to project back on our younger self the things we know today, the things we know about sex, the things we know about finances. But we need to know that our younger self was a lot more naive and prone to mistakes than we are today. So have compassion instead of condemning. Romans 8.1 tells us that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So why are you condemning yourself? Let go of self-condemnation and embrace forgiveness. Practice self-forgiveness. Practice self-compassion. And by so doing, you will help your younger self to heal, and you will become more emotionally healthy. The second way to practice self-compassion 
is to embrace your mistakes as part of being human. There are many of us who have too high of a standard for ourselves. We feel that we should not have made mistakes, but making mistake is just a part of being a human being. Abraham, one of the stalwarts of the Bible, he lied. David, King David also had shortcomings. He committed adultery. King Saul struggled with low self-esteem. Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, became bitter over her losses. Jacob deceived his brother. Peter denied Jesus. Thomas doubted the other disciples' report that Jesus was alive. And the apostle Peter was rebuked by the apostle Paul for acting like a coward. And you can find that last reference in Galatians 2, 11 to 21. So having shortcomings is part of being a human being. So stop beating up on yourself for the mistakes that you make. You will continue to make mistakes. It doesn't matter how old you are or for how many years you have been a believer of Jesus Christ. No, doesn't matter what your religious persuasion or your title in the church, you will continue to make mistakes. So embrace your mistakes as being part of being human. This is not to say you're not going to strive to avoid mistakes, but what I'm trying to to get to here, or the point I'm trying to make here, is that when you do make mistakes despite trying your best to avoid them, do not allow yourself to go into despair and self-pity and to fall apart emotionally. Embrace those mistakes. Tell yourself, I am only human. I will make mistakes and it's not the end of the world. I can try to correct those mistakes and I will have an opportunity to do better next time. The third point in practicing self-compassion is to practice mindfulness. So mindfulness is this ability to be aware of your emotions, aware of what's going on in your thoughts without having these judgments about what you're feeling or what you're thinking. You see, many of us have unrealistic expectations for ourselves. We tell ourselves that for example, we should never have sinful thoughts. We tell ourselves that we should never have certain urges because we are believers. But this is, these are just ridiculous standards because part of being human is that you will have sinful thoughts. The Bible tells us that if a man says he has no sin, that he's lying and that the truth is not in him. We are all tempted. We all have temptations. And as a matter of fact, we are are subjected to temptation because without temptation, there is no obedience. God calls on us to obey. So how are you going to obey if you're not presented with opportunity to do the opposite of obedience? In the Garden of Eden, God placed the, the, the tree the forbidden tree in the middle of the garden. 
It was a test to whether or not they are going to be obedient to God. Without that tree, there would be no opportunity to be obedient to God. So the thoughts that goes around in your head, the urges that you have as part of being human, they're all there as a way of giving you the opportunity to decide, am I going to act on these thoughts and these urges, or am I going to obey Christ and live by the principles of my faith? So mindfulness willingly accept these thoughts mindfulness allow you to just observe these thoughts, allow them to to be there without judging yourself, without condemning yourself, and then say to yourself, I now have an opportunity as to what I do with this thought. Am I going to go further down the road of dwelling on that thought, or am I going to replace it with a more godly thought? Am I going to act on that thought, or am I going to turn and walk away from it. And so, as we practice mindfulness, it's a way of saying we can observe these thoughts without condemning ourselves, without beating up on ourselves, without telling ourselves that I'm not a believer enough. Maybe if I prayed more, then these thoughts would not come into my mind. And so, if you Uh, have that kind of approach to temptation, then you're always going to be feeling condemned, not good enough, feeling as if you're missing some standard, some unattainable standard. And so it's better to be mindful that these thoughts are there. Embrace these thoughts as being part of being human and then decide what you do with them. So instead of saying, I am a terrible person for having that thought, have compassion on yourself. Have self-compassion and tell yourself that these thoughts are there to give me an opportunity as to whether to obey Christ or or to disobey him. You see, temptations gives us an opportunity. What will you do in the face of temptation? The Bible tells us that Jesus, Jesus of all persons, was in all points tempted as we are, but yet without sin. So what this means is that temptation in itself is not sin. Jesus was tempted, but he decided not to yield to temptation. And so mindfulness is just to focus on these thoughts, accept them, don't fight against them, accept them as part of being human, and decide what you do. Do not judge yourself as being less than. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic, Seven Ways to Practice Self-Compassion. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com or by calling 1-877-204-2914 where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Back to Michael. So mindfulness also helps you to to focus on the present moment while just 
calmly acknowledging and accepting your feelings, your bodily sensations, without judgments. Because your body is given to you by God. The urges that you have is given to you by God. And no, uh, uh, and let me just say here that not having sexual desire is not some badge of spiritual attainment. If you are healthy, if you're a healthy person, you will have sexual urges. The important thing to note is that these urges are not from the devil. They are not demonic. They are just a part of being human. It's not sinful to be sexually attractive, attracted to someone. So mindfulness will observe that these thoughts, these urges are there and then decide on whether or not you are going to act in a sinful way or whether or not you're going to walk in obedience. So have compassion on yourself. Practice self-compassion by not beating up on yourself for the thoughts that you have. The fourth way of practicing self-compassion is to let go of should statements. Many of us have these should statements that we we say from time to time, and these should statements are known to create hopelessness, worry, fear, anxiety, depression, panic attacks. And so some of these uh, should statements, for example, are, I should be married by now, or I should have a better job or I shouldn't be struggling with mental illness, or I should not be struggling with my weight. And so when you have these should statements, what it actually does is that it's creating anxiety. And as this anxiety build and this self-hatred build, because you're telling yourself, what you're saying to yourself by these should statements is that you're somehow a failure and you're not where you should be in life or what you should be in life. And these statements doesn't help. These statements do not help and will just help you, just cause you to be more distressed and to become more hopeless. So instead of focusing on these should statements, have compassion on yourself. Practice self-compassion. Accept the fact that you may be struggling with your weight and come up with solutions as to what you can do in each given situation each given situation, but do not be hard on yourself. Do not beat upon yourself because of where you are. And the fifth point is to develop a growth mindset. A growth mindset is different than a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset means that you believe things like talents, intelligence, and other qualities are, are unchangeable and innate. So it's either I have intelligence or I am unintelligent. It's either I am talented or I am not. The fixed mindset say things are fixed, but a growth mindset, by contrast, believes that you can become more talented. You can become more intelligent and that with practice and effort, you can become better and achieve your goals. Did you know that Michael Jordan 
was cut from his high school varsity basketball team. And in, in an interview that he had with Jay Leno when he was in 1997, when he was talking about this, he said that everyone goes through disappointment and it's how you overcome those disappointments. And he said, I just wasn't good enough. In terms of the best thing that could happen to me was to get cut because it made me go back and get caught up with my skill level at my height. So here is Michael Jordan, who is arguably one of the, arguably the best basketball player of all times, saying that when I got cut from my high school varsity team, it was a good thing because it helped me to develop my skills and become better. So if he had a fixed mindset, he would just say, I'm not good enough, and he would have given up, and then the world would not have experienced the greatness of Michael Jordan. There is greatness within you. There are things that you can achieve. But if you have this fixed mindset that you are who you are and that cannot change, it will stand in the way of the world uh, experiencing your greatness and benefiting from the talents that God has given to you. And the sixth way of having self-compassion is to reframe how you process past mis how you process past misfortunes. Joseph is a perfect example of this. Joseph in Genesis fifty, verse twenty after being sold into slavery by his brothers, when he finally met up with them 20, 22 years later, he said to them, As for you, what you intended against me was for evil, but God intended it for good. You see, by then, Joseph was no longer a slave. Joseph had risen to being second in command to Pharaoh in Egypt, and his brothers were terrified that they would be put to death. But Joseph wasn't angry, he wasn't bitter, because he had come to terms with what happened to him, and he was able to reframe his misfortune. You meant it for evil. You did this out of jealousy, but God had bigger plans. And so maybe your situation, there are things that you can begin to reframe in your situation as well. Maybe that job that you got fired from, God has bigger plans for you. Maybe that relationship that you had set your heart on and you thought thought that this relationship would lead to marriage, but it just didn't work out. Maybe God has bigger and better plans for you. Maybe God is saving you from some disaster down the road that you cannot see at this moment. And you can say, like Joseph, as for you, what you intended against me for evil, God intended for good. You see, God always intend for our good. It might not be able to see it in the moment. We might not be able to see it in the moment or feel it in the present, but it doesn't change the nature of God. God has good intentions for us. And so, 
the seventh and final, so we come to the seventh and final point, and the seventh and final point is to set boundaries with toxic people. Set boundaries with toxic people. These people use such phrases as you need to or you should, and they give you this feeling that you are not good enough, that there is something that is wrong with you, that you are failing. Do you know those friends that when you hang out with them, you have this feeling that they are doing you a favor by being your friend, or that somehow they make demands on your time and your energy, and when you do not give in to those demands, you, you are made to feel guilty and as if you are a bad person. Or maybe there are those friends that you have that make you feel in, in your Christian circle, your spiritual circles, that you're just not as spiritual as they are. You see, because you suffer from depression or you have a mental illness, that you're just somehow not as spiritual as they are because you have these challenges. Or maybe they make you feel that because their family is perfect, and your family is not, that you are somehow inferior. If you are around people that are constantly draining your energy, constantly saying things that make you feel less than and not good enough, it may be important for you to first have a conversation with these people. Maybe you might need to say something to the effect of, Calmly, I would say, to the effect that the statements that you're making are not helpful. When you tell me that you, I should or I must, it makes me feel pressured and it makes me anxious. Begin to speak, begin to advocate for yourself. Have compassion on yourself. Do not continue to expose yourself in these situations without speaking up for how their actions and their words are making you feel. And maybe have to calmly have in these conversations, if it continues, then maybe you need to set boundaries in terms of your action. In other words, you may need to decide should I continue to hang out with, with these people, these so-called friends of mine, if they continue to make me feel less than, if they continue to put me down? So maybe there may, may need to be some boundaries as to the amount of time that you spend with them. And sometimes these can be family members as well, that they're part of your life. Maybe you need to put boundaries in terms of the amount of time Time that you spend with these with, with these family members, because by doing so, you're not having compassion, you're not practicing self-compassion, you're practicing self-harm. So self-compassion would look out for your best, for your well-being, and would say, it is not healthy for me to be in this situation. There is so much more that I would like to say today, but we are quickly out of time. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Life Transformation Show. And I would like to remind you that we're on the air every Monday morning at 9.30. 
If you are not familiar with this Christ-centered ministry, you can find out more about us at our website, elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. If you have missed the first part of this show and would like to listen to the full podcast, you can find it on our YouTube channel. So just by searching Elim Counseling Services in YouTube, you will see this this podcast and over 300 more. We also want to remind you that we are a not-for-profit organization that counts on your support to stay on the air. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.